Welcome to the Sharon Cliff Podcast. I'm a business coach, a mentor, a wife, mama four, lover of wine, and a consumer of dark chocolate. On the Sharon Cliff Podcast, a real talk, no fluff podcast, myself and my incredible guests answer the hard questions with practical advice and fun. Sharing stories, tips, and the how-to, we explore mindfulness, marketing, building wealth, self-care, and all things business. A podcast to inspire you to take action so you can create a life and a business that you love without the burnout. To find out more about me, head to sharoncliff.com.au. Turn up the volume. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Sharon Cliff Podcast, I'm talking with Elizabeth Hughes on mindset and habits for a more purposeful life. As an entrepreneurial business leader, leadership consultant and coach, Elizabeth is dedicated to working alongside executives, managers and their teams who want to deliver commercial performance through contributing positively to society and the environment. In 2015, Elizabeth founded The Mindful Executive and engages in all things mindful and learning vicariously about how best to contribute to the rapidly changing world we live in. Let's meet Elizabeth. Today on the Sharon Cliff podcast, we have Elizabeth Hughes. And Elizabeth, I'll get you to introduce yourself. So who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. Okay. So I'm an entrepreneurial business leader, work primarily in the area of leadership as a um, consultant and executive coach with a real emphasis on working with leaders, their teams and organisations who actually want to have commercial performance but at the same time contribute more broadly to the to society and our environment. So what we want to do is with, with the audience that I've got is it's predominantly female entrepreneurs and when women hear the word mindset it creates fear. So how do you overcome fear? <laughs> well, I think the first thing is actually understanding why women um, go mindset and go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, I think there's there's so many things about mindset. I think the first thing that is, um, you know, as women, I think it, it's almost, it's a little bit like mindset. It's like when someone says mindset, it's like, what's wrong with my mind? You know what, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about my mind? My mind's fine. And so... I think it's sort of it's such an introspective thing and it's such a it's such an important part in terms of I guess how we see ourselves so that when we sort of think about mindset we think oh there must be something wrong so I think you know as women sometimes we we go there a little bit too quickly so sometimes we get a bit concerned about mindset and whether or not um, we've got the right mindset it's a little bit around our perfectionist sort of streaks yeah and I think the other thing um, too about mindset is that you know, there's something something around manipulation and this sort of stuff too that we get a bit um, concerned about and a little bit. Um, we don't feel that it's actually maybe managing our mindset mightn't actually be authentic, you know. So if I'm starting to manage my mindset, you know, what am I doing? That's not really me. Yeah. So I think there's a fear there around is it authentic? If we're talking about managing my mindset or changing my mindset, how does that mean about changing me? And am I okay? You know, am I good enough? I mean, it starts to bring that sort of fear in. So I think there's probably a couple of things there that start to play immediately when yeah. we think of mindset. <laughs> um, so I, I guess in terms of that, that fear then around um, mindset is really very much around that acknowledging that managing our mindset is working with is working with what we have and that whatever we have is it's perfect as it is 
You know, it really is perfect as it, it is. We are great as we are and we don't have to be anything else. It's actually in terms of working with our mindset, it's like, well, what are the things that we can do to be the better version of ourselves that we can actually put out there from a, you know, a universe perspective that's going to actually attract what it is that we want in the world. So it's being much more coming from it from an um, abundance perspective in terms of I have everything I need, I'm now just creating a mindset that's actually going to attract what, I, what I'm looking for and that it's not from a I don't have enough, it's not from I'm not good enough, it's actually around well, what is it that I'm looking for, what's my purpose in life, what is it that I'm trying to achieve here and how do I have the mindset that's going to support that. Yep. You absolutely nailed that because I think that's a thing. Like when people think mindset, they go, oh, you know, it's me, it's changing me, you know, as, as you said, and it's not good enough. But you need to sit with that and go, no, you know, I, I am who I am. I, I am perfect or, you know, be be happy with you are and you are abundant. But it is, again, just taking that to that next mm. level. So that was a, a great summary. And I think that will actually take a lot of the fear out from people. Yeah. After we've heard that, they're like, oh, you know what, this mindset thing's not that bad. It's not that scary. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's just the word mindset, you know, mm. because it gets bandied around so much and people put so much of a spin on it that it does create that fear. Mm. And I think the way that you've just explained it, mm. it's really not that bad at all. No. It's not that it's scary. scary so and actually it is quite a positive thing in taking that to the next step why do you believe that mindset is so important I think you know like I, I guess I mentioned that it's actually going to create what it is that you're looking for so it's a little bit around the um the brain already knows you know with the with the whole neuroscience side of things the brain already knows and it starts to believe that things have already happened so if you if you're saying oh, I'm no good at this this is never going to work and that really um, fostering and feeding those um that sort of self-doubt and negative self-talk well, your brain doesn't know any different it doesn't know that that's not the case that you're actually making this up that's your brain's reality so if you've got an opportunity then to actually be reprogramming it um having more of a a positive you know positive self-talk but at the same time acknowledging that those negative thoughts are actually there for a reason they're actually there to keep you safe because they don't want you to fail you know but but actually saying yes thank you very much i understand that you know you're creating this sort of really dim dark feeling but you know that that things are happening and the brain thinks that that is the case but thank you very much brain um, and thoughts but this is where we want to go and you know being able to bring ourselves back to that so I think that actually managing our mindset be our, makes puts us in the space then to be able to be kind to ourselves and the thoughts that we have but equally create more of the future that we're looking for yeah and you hear that so much they you know we hear so much about if you start thinking that you can't do something and you're not good enough and that you know you don't deserve that those thoughts then become your reality. Mm. And the flip side of that is if you think, you know, I am going to have that million-dollar business or I am going to, um, you know, be able to serve 10,000 people in my community and make a big impact, mm. if you keep telling yourself that and believe that, that will become your reality. Mm. And I don't like to bandy around, you know, I'm going to be a million-dollar business or I'm going to be a six-figure coach or seven-figure mm-hmm. coach or, you know, seven-figure, seven-figure um, you know, business owner because I hate that. I, mm. I, I really hate that mentality mm. where people are trying to push on other people that they need to have that you know, certain figure business. But I think that with your mindset, if you are telling yourself, 
the negative spin, then that will become your reality. But if you're saying, you know, I am good enough, I do have a message that needs to be heard, I do have skills and I have so much to give to someone to be able to impact them. And, you know, and I think if you have that and you believe in that, that then becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. So what are your top tips for managing your mindset? So I think probably the top tip, I mean, there's so many. I think it one of the things that I find most useful is actually acknowledging, like I just said before, that those those thoughts that we have that aren't helpful, that are negative, are part are equally as important. You know, it's our ability to rather than pushing them away or not acknowledging them, you know, really just letting them sit there and knowing that they're there for a reason, and they're there they're there for a reason to keep you safe. They're potentially part of your you know your stress response. And being able to get curious around what they are, um, but not spending too much time on them, but giving them some space and time so that they don't sort of, if you completely forget to say, oh, no, this is not, uh, <laughs> this is not, this, they're not helpful and completely squash them away and don't acknowledge them. Well, then, you know, at some point in time, they're just going to come back. And, and give you a bit of a whack. And Jump out of the closet one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So they'll come back, they'll give you a bit of a hard time. Really being able to be gentle to, the, to those things, uh, those thoughts that you have that are negative is really important. And I think it's also important that you're managing your mindset in terms of setting those sort of more positive objectives, that there are actually, there's an element of realism about them. So you might be able to have a beautiful long-term goal in terms of whatever that might be, um, but then be able to have those little steps that are much closer to you that actually enable you to give, to say, okay, well, I can do this one step or this two step so that you're actually, you're being positive, but not um, delusional. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just reality. Now, how important is it to develop mindfulness habits? Well, you know, you'd be really surprised if I actually said, well, it's actually, you know, a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, you know, my perspective is that it's really important, but it's quite often with mindfulness, we think of things, we think that, you know, it's it's simply, it is just a practice. Um, it might, you know, we might have the idea that it's simply meditation that just comes from Buddhism, that it's about rela relaxation only. So we have, as mindfulness becomes more popular, as with many things, there's a whole range of different views out there around what it may or may not be. So I think the most important thing about mindfulness is that it has um, it is a practice, but um, meditation is one of the practices. So we can be there's a thousand ways that we can be mindful in our everyday life. You know everything from just making sure I'm paying attention to your questions <laughs> and staying and staying present in you know the conversation that we're having and not actually letting any of my crazy thoughts you know distract me. So being present in the conversations that we have with people, being um, you know even taking the time when we go and have a cup of coffee during the day you know to actually notice the taste of the coffee the the smell of the coffee the um the warmth of the cup you know we can these are very small moments of mindfulness of simply being in the here and now just not actually not being elsewhere floating around in our own thoughts yeah think, so, think about what we've got to do when we finish that cup of coffee yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right so so there's the component of everyday mindfulness. Then there's the component of, um, you know, my, uh, meditation practice, which you know, you know, in its very, in its very um, simplicity, is simply being still and focusing on your breath. 
So that component, um, you know, the the religious component, is certainly not just in Buddhism, but in, in found in just about every other religion that you can actually find. You know, for those of us that know rosary beads, <laughs> they are actually a mindfulness practice. You know, yeah. So you know, if you actually go through and say each of the prayers, that's a mantra, a mantra, and you're staying very focused on moving through a set of um, prayers as you go mindfulness practice yeah <laughs> and, and I guess it's just you know when we when we say about you know meditation and things like that people go oh my gosh woo woo mm. and you know I don't have time to sit there for an hour doing meditation or half an hour but as you said sometimes it's sometimes it's actually just sitting there being still mm-hmm. and just being and just breathing and it could just be one minute or two mm. minutes really oh. and you know and you could find that you might just start with that and then build up to something more it's got to suit you. Mm. So, you know, if you have the time to sit there for half an hour and meditate, great. If you don't, a minute, just even yeah. take a minute just to come back, still, relax, recenter. So, and, and I guess that's the thing, you know, what mindfulness or what meditation is to someone looks, looks different for somebody yes. else. So you need to find what suits you and what makes you comfortable. That's right. And there's other things. Um, so in addition to that sort of piece, there's also a whole pile of attributes and attitudes that actually sit behind the mindfulness piece as well. You know, when you're actually sitting there, you're quite often some of the things that you, you might potentially foster when you're actually meditating or engaging in mindfulness practices can be, you know, around compassion, around patient generosity being really curious like I said before so that whole beginner's mind so rather than being really judgmental and categorizing everything you know stopping and getting really curious about what's happening as if you know as if you were seeing something for the first time and that there's so much joy I mean that's why you know children you know quite often have so much joy in their life is that they're seeing things for the first time and the world is a wonder you know so these are the types of attributes that you can also foster through um through your mindfulness practice so I think for for me and mindfulness it can assist with um, health and well-being it can assist with focus and performance because you can actually it's very much around staying on track and today with our technology that can be a real issue around around focus and of course the relationships you know actually improving relationships because we are um, giving people the gift of our um, attention so there's a whole range of things things and opportunities that um, come with mindfulness practice yeah and definitely with the presence I that was one of my big things for this year was to really really be present and I spoke about this on a, in a club in a clubhouse room on, on Friday last week and um and I said you know just really being present so that you know when I'm sitting in a lounge with my husband and we're you know we're talking about something but not watching the tv actually sitting there and listening mm. to what he's saying um you know if I'm sitting in the kitchen with one of the kids I'm not you know scrolling through on my phone mm. I'm actually sitting there and listening the same you know if I'm in my office I'm sitting there I'm being present doing my work but then if I'm out with the family I'm not thinking about work mm. I'm actually being present and again like you said you know as simple as having a cup of coffee, sitting there and enjoying it, not being there on your phone. Like I used to get up and have my breakfast in the morning and sit there with my cup of coffee and my eggs because I have eggs every day, as you do. And um, I don't know how my cholesterol is. But anyway, so having, having eggs every day and I would have my phone next to it and I'd be scrolling. And then I sort of went, no, this is your time to sit there, enjoy your, you know, enjoy your breakfast sip your coffee as you as you said you know feel the warmth of the mm. cup smell the coffee taking the aroma actually really taste the coffee and it's made such a difference to my mm. day we've sort of gone through why mindset's important the, the tips around that how important it is to develop mindful habits what tips have you got for female entrepreneurs so that they can set themselves up for a more purposeful life so this is where the mindfulness piece sort of comes in so many of us sort of 
sort of set goals and then um, goals or objectives, but then we really struggle to actually stay on track because we our stress response comes through and <laughs> before we know it, we're doing something completely different. So, so the purpose for life piece is very much around being able to be very clear around what our values are, what's important to us, what our strengths and passions are, and then how what contribution do we want to actually make more broadly than just our own businesses as well. So they're probably the key things initially. So getting really clear on our purpose and vision initially and then being able to actually and the passion that we're going to bring to that and then actually be able to take action towards that and not be distracted or from that you know when things become tough so I think I think we keep you know quite often we'll we'll know what it is that we're passionate about we'll know what it is how we want to actually create a meaning and purpose in our lives. But we don't actually then allow ourselves to put a plan in place and to stick with it. And the mindfulness will actually support you actually being able to stick with that because it does actually help you create the space between something happening and your response to it. Whereas if we we just sort of something happens and we respond or react immediately, quite often it can take us off in a very different direction. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing. We've got so much going on that we're easily distracted. I'm so easily distracted. I think that's part of my star sign, Ben and Gemini, bright, shiny objects. I think the key that you mentioned there is to, well, sort of two key points, is that you allow yourself the space mm. to be able to do that. Yeah. And I think that's that's a key takeaway for, for mm-hmm. a lot of people that just, you know, allowing yourself to create the space mm to be able to to take the action. Mm. So if, is there anything else that you want to share before we, before we wrap up around, um, you know, mindfulness and, and, a, and a purposeful life? Mm. I think it's probably, oh, look, there's, there's a lot. But I think from an entrepreneur, from a female entrepreneurial perspective, um, I think it can be really interesting when we are trying to think of ourselves as, as entrepreneurs and I guess our identity around that. I think, you know, entrepreneur entrepreneurism is quite often been seen initially as a very male area of expertise or something that we've developed. So I think that, you know, and that then creates a whole range of things around that and how we respond to it, being an entrepreneur and being a female at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, so sometimes, you know, they don't always sit together. So it might be that, um, you know, there's a real opportunity there for us to really look at how we create our identity as a female entrepreneur and whether or not we see ourselves, how we see ourselves in that space. So, you know, do we see ourselves as a female entrepreneur? Do we see ourselves as an entrepreneur? What are the other roles, you know, as, as mother and, um, you know, <laughs> and wife and all the rest of it. So, so really thinking about our identity, what our identity looks like. And like I said before, um, what do we want that to what do we want that to be and, and how do we want to move towards that? Yeah. Um, because it's quite like you said before, it's like, you know, we want to be a seven-figure business person. Yeah. Yeah. So uh is it is that really what you want? Yeah. You know. Is that really how you want to be seen? So really thinking through what is genuinely really important to you, um, you know, particularly in these days of COVID, we're all having a little bit of a reset around what that might look like. And then, you know, how, what is the identity that you want to create? And then how can you use your mindfulness in a way of creating the space to, to let those things come up and, um, and crystallise and then to be able to stay on track with that? Okay, I love that. Thank you. For the people that would like to connect with you so that they can possibly work with you, what's the best way to get in contact with you? 
given my <laughs> my current challenge with um, with socials and those types of things, I can be found on a website. <laughs> on a website? So it's um, just tmegrp.com. I can be found there. I can also be found, of course, on LinkedIn. And the final question that I like to finish up with is if you were walking into a room every day for the rest of your life, what would be the song that would come on for you? Bon Jovi. It's my life. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Okay, there you go. Bon Jovi, it's my life. Well, Elizabeth Hughes, thank you so much for being on the Sharon Cliff podcast and talking all things mindfulness and purposeful life. There's been some absolute nuggets of gold dropped in there. And um, if you want to work with Elizabeth, make sure you get in touch. Thank you. Thanks, Sharon. Wow, so much gold right there. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. Get in touch via Instagram, Sharon underscore Cliff, or my website, SharonCliff.com.au. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share on socials, make sure you tag me in, or leave a review. The Sharon Cliff Podcast, helping you build a business and a life that you love without burning out. Have an awesome week, and I'll see you next week.